All right. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Thursday, July 27th, year of our Lord, 2023. Welcome back. This is Inform Daily. I am your host, Anthony Cabasa. We've got some new folks that were joining us yesterday from Ms. Sonia Shahs and uh, Greb Ab Abdosh. I think I got that last name wrong. Uh, right. Not wrong. Uh, but good morning, everyone. What is going on? We already have some great peeps here. Good morning, Miss Monica. Good morning, Miss Nicole. Good morning, Miss Harlot. Uh, good morning, Ivan. Always good to see you, brother. Miss Sarah is in here. What is going on, Telegram family and beyond? What's up, Miss Kristen? Good morning, Miss Guzman. I like it. Uh, we got the blue today. Uh, for those of you wondering. Um, it's going to stay that way for the rest of the show. Okay. We're not, we're not, we're not, if you guys want to make a recommendation for tomorrow's color, this is, this is what I have for you guys. Okay. We got white, we got blue, we got green and we got red and we kind of already have like the red over on this side. So that's why we're doing the blue, right? <clears throat> Pero buenos dias, Fred. Good morning. What is going on, everyone? We've got, I thought it was not going to be a busy morning. And uh, it's a busy morning. <laughs> There's a lot to cover. There's a lot of breaking news. I actually have three breaking news to share with you guys. And uh, we'll dive right into that. Um, it's going to be uh, Trump lawyers are expecting indictment of former president uh, today. Believe it or not, uh, breaking news that DOJ will not pursue uh, campaign finance charge against DNC billionaire mega donor Sam Bankman Freed. Hmm. Interesting how that happens, huh, ladies and gentlemen? Um, and then I've got a video that I wanted to show you guys that's also happening today. So it's not necessarily like breaking news, but it is very interesting news. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on it. I don't know. I want to get your guys' thoughts on it. You guys will let me know. Let me. Okay, that should be better. Um, obviously, we're going to be talking about Mitch McConnell. Had to be escorted away from cameras after freezing during a news conference. Term limits, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. We're going to take a look at what happened. I'm going to bring it back a little bit to uh, that time that he had to. Um, I don't know why I have it here. It should be over here. Okay. Uh, that time uh, he ended up falling and not good. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that he took a fall a couple months ago, had to go to the hospital. Uh, might be a follow up to that. I don't know. I know that when it comes to the elderly, no offense, you know. Um, uh, to the elderly, uh, but whenever they take a fall, especially if they hurt their hip or if they have to be hospitalized because of it, there's a lot of stuff going on there, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of stuff going on there. So we'll take a look at that. Um, we'll finally be talking about Obama chef. We'll, we'll, I know Mr. Cole, especially is like, when are you going to talk about the chef? Today is the day unless something happens um, and I am not able to talk about it, but I, I do suspect we'll get around to it, ladies and gentlemen. So no worries there. And then um, uh, I'm going to show you guys what's what's happening, the report, what's happening over at Twitter, because mm, the mainstream media is angry that uh, Twitter is not doing more. Or I guess X, now they call it. It's still Twitter to me. It'll always be Twitter. Forgive me, guys. It's not that I'm trying to not call it by color correct name. I think you're probably in the same boat as I am. Like It'll always be Twitter for us. So we'll take a look at that. Uh, but before we get started, make sure you hit that like button. If you are new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Um, if you love me long time, then you will hit that share button as well. You will share this with people. Send it to two people. That's the challenge for today, Thursday, July 21st. Send it to two people. Just just send it. To, don't, don't even put any content on around it. Just send it to them and then wait for them to be like, okay, and? And then just don't say anything. Just do it. Trust me. 
All right. Uh, first thing is first. I'm the Reliance. Uh, yeah, X, the everything app. Um, what's up, Jessica? Yes, thank you so much, Jessica. If you guys have not seen yesterday's podcast, by the way, you guys have to go see yesterday's podcast, the evening one. I know I had a morning one and an evening one. I don't know how we're going to do this. We're we're, con- we're cranking out content. We're, we're getting the guests online. You guys had requested that I get uh, Sonia Shaw uh, from Chino Valley USD after what happened last week and that victory and Tony Thurman and, and all this back and forth. And like, Anthony, please reach out to Sonia Shaw. Get her on the podcast. She's on fire for Christ. And she brought the fire. Let me tell you something. So we're going to try to get all the good things, ladies and gentlemen. We have another show next Wednesday. We might have to rearrange some things. We might need to make it where maybe the Wednesday shows are in the morning a little bit shorter so that we're ready for Thursday, Wednesday evening. I don't know. We'll figure things out, ladies and gentlemen. We will figure them out. Don't worry there. Um, and, and we'll see what happens. Um, we're trying to figure it out. We've got good stuff coming up. We've got, obviously, guests coming up, ramping up stuff for 2024. It was a very long day yesterday. Very, very long day. Um, I know that I had asked you guys for prayer. Uh that thing that I asked you guys for prayer for already happened yesterday in between the morning podcast and the evening podcast. And um, I'd like to say that the prayers worked because I have been invited. So without saying too much, um, and I can't even be specific with you guys over on my Telegram chat. There's maybe six of you that know, and that's because you're in the book club. You're like the elite group, I guess. Um, But it already happened yesterday. And we already got invited back for a second meeting. I'm just going to leave it at that. You're going to have to wait, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to have to wait. All right. With that, let's get going. So what happened to the Sonia video? I was watching it and now it's gone. Please don't tell me. Let me see. What are you talking about? Now it's gone. There's no way it's gone. What? There's no way. Wait, what? It's gone? How is it gone? No way. How is it gone? This doesn't make any sense. This happened the last time, too, with the young Republicans. I'm going to have to find it. There's no way, man. What the hell is going on, man? How is last night's video gone? Oh, bro, I'm pissed. I am pissed right now. Where the hell is the video? This happened a second time now. Bro, if they deleted my video, this only has happened one other time. And we have no idea why YouTube deleted that video. Bro, there is no way. There's no way that happened, bro. I swear to God, man. I'm going, there's going to be murders in Minecraft. All right, let me text my producer, see what we can do. Hold on. <laughs> 
This is why I wish I had a billion dollars so that we didn't have to rely on stupid YouTube and we could just do it on our own website where we don't have to worry about these malfunctions happening. I go live today. It's fine. I go live yesterday. It's fine. You invite controversial people and all of a sudden YouTube makes your videos disappear. Bro, there's going to be murders in Minecraft. I'm telling you that much right now. If they deleted this video, this only happened once, and I don't know what the heck is going on. Please don't use God's name in vain. Well, you got to capitalize God. You're misspelling the way you do God. You always capitalize G. So please do not misspell the word God. You got to capitalize G. All right. Uh, no, Marcia, nobody cares. Uh, Marcia, please let uh, Sal know that something's going on with the video. We can't find it. Maybe he got like put on unlisted. I'm not sure. I'm not going. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, um, but let's do it. All right. Anyways, going to the first one, we'll find the video. We're going to fix it. If anything, we'll have to redo it again, which is perfectly fine with me. We'll bring the fire again, but we'll see what's going to happen there. Um, all right. Let's see here. Um, first one. Uh, there is no backup. There was only YouTube. That's what I'm saying. Like, unfortunately, like we just don't have the infrastructure to be able to stream it to multiple devices. We're extremely, extremely limited with what we have. The you know, it's it's I don't know, man. Um, ho hopefully, one day, God, you know, uh, praying to you that we can finally have our own website. It costs about fifty grand to start your own website with payments and subscribers, and you never have to worry about any of this stuff to happen. I surely don't have 50 grand, um, but uh, anyway. All right, we're going to get into this very first uh, uh, article here. Let's see here. There we go. There it is. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So this was very interesting. Apparently, there is a Tim Scott prayer breakfast this morning. And uh, Nancy, Pay, Nancy Mace, a Republican, uh, I believe she's a congresswoman, uh, Nancy Mace at Tim Scott's prayer breakfast. It's interesting. Okay. So, so the context is there is a Tim Scott prayer breakfast that is happening this morning and Nancy Mace is supposed to be praying at this prayer breakfast. And she shares this story for everyone to see. Let's see. Let's see. Listen to the story. On this together another year, another standing room only event. And when I woke up this morning at seven, I, I was getting picked up at 7.45. Patrick, my fiance tried- Okay. I'm gonna let you listen to it and then we're gonna break it down for you guys. Tried to pull me by my waist over this morning in bed. And I was like, no baby, we don't got time for that this morning. Uh, I gotta get to the prayer breakfast and I gotta be on time and a little TMI, but um, I, He'll, he can wait. He's got, we got, I'll see him later tonight. Um, but I was here early on this together. Okay. So this video is going a little bit viral. And if you listen to that and you picked up on some things, it's going viral for a couple of things. Um, this is a prayer breakfast. Uh, she is going to be praying at this prayer breakfast. Um, they're a Christian and she is openly admitting that she slept with her fiance in the same bed. Hmm. And then she says, it's a little bit too TMI, but uh, he tried to grab me by the waist and bring me back into the bed. 
insinuating something. Um, and she's like, I don't have time for that, but I will see you later on tonight for that. Raising a lot of questions by Christians like, hmm. So you're at a prayer breakfast and you're going to pray and you're sleeping with your fiance, not married. And you're openly admitting to not having time for that, but you will have time for that at a later time tonight. Oh, <laughs> and here's what I will say. Obviously, it's the left coming after her because like, what? A prayer breakfast and you're going to be praying. And you woke up next to your fiance and you essentially insinuate that you guys are already doing the thing God explicitly says not to do before you're married. Hmm. And now Christianity is trending. I wonder what Christianity is trending for. Let's see here. Okay. It doesn't look like it has anything to do with what we were talking about. Okay. <laughs> and so you have Yankee here like, oh, okay. Cracking his head. <laughs> you have a picture of Mitch McConnell. Like, what is going on here? And it says, uh, <laughs> and then it says here, CD74 says, I know it's 2023, but talking about premarital sex at a prayer breakfast, is that really the best story you got? And then <laughs> Sandy says, oh, my goodness, what was she thinking? People are like, that's, uh, that's kind of strange. Mark Hosterman says, Congress gone wild. <laughs> and then. <laughs> this is one of the ones I like. It says she'll answer to God for her transgressions, as we all will. I don't think she thought it through. You know, I, I just don't. I don't think she thought it all the way through. I'll be very honest with you guys. I don't think I think she meant to share the story as like a getting to know me, opening up a little with people. Right. I don't think she understood that inadvertently she was admitting to something right before a prayer breakfast um something is going on here that shouldn't be happening mm. what are you guys to start on that <laughs> mari says in moca cerrada no entran moscas no entran moscas which uh translates into a closed mouth never allows flies in um or in a closed mouth a fly cannot get in um Hmm. <laughs> it says, um, both are not okay, but it's the pot calling the kettle black. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, the side that's, oh, I see what you're saying. Ah, uh, the side that's advocating for abortion, shaming us. But here's, here's the thing though, Nicole, and I've said this many times. Um, we are held to standards, um, higher than the left because, and they'll always use God against us. They'll be like, oh, what happened? You claim to be a Christian, but here you are having premarital sex right so we're always gonna you know um yeah it says uh and, and yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know this is, was just a very interesting i saw this trending and i'm like why is nancy mace trending usually she trends you know uh it, 
one of the reasons is because she's an attractive young woman. You know, I'm not sure how old she is. Uh, it doesn't matter, but she looks fairly young. Um, and and so usually when she posts videos and stuff, if she says something pretty based, it's usually shared far and wide. And then you usually have a bunch of uh, boomers on the on the comments saying like, "This is why I love her." Young, smart, and patriotic. What's not to love? So on and so forth. Um, all right, <clears throat> but we do have some breaking news. Uh, let me just refresh this just in case it's changed. Okay, it says Trump lawyers told to expect indictment of former president as grand jury meets in D.C. court. Uh, this is uh, uh, CNBC. It says lawyers for Donald Trump were told Thursday by prosecutors to expect an indictment against a former president in connection with his efforts to reserve his loss in the 2020 election. NBC News reported Trump's lawyers told Blanche, uh, Todd Blanche and John Lauro met Thursday morning in Washington, D.C. with prosecutors for Department of Justice Special Counsel Jack Smith and were informed of the planned indictment, according to NBC. At around the same time, the grand jury that could soon vote on criminally charging Trump assembled in Washington federal court. Multiple members of that panel were seen entering the E. Barrett Perryman courthouse at around 8.30 a.m. Eastern time, NBC reported. A number of those anonymous grand jurors were spotted in the cafeteria and then going to the grand jury room on the courthouse's third floor, according to NBC. Smith is overseeing the Justice Department's criminal probe of Trump and his allies related to their attempts to prevent President Joe Biden from being confirmed as a winner of the 2020 race by the Electoral College and Congress. So you got to remember that this new indictment, which will now be his third indictment, and don't forget, we're still awaiting a fourth indictment from uh, apparently Georgia, uh, and that has to do with the phone call uh, made over to Governor Kemp in which or government Kemp's uh, team in which allegedly uh, Donald Trump. And, and I mean this allegedly the phone call did happen. And we we heard the audio recording of the phone call, if I remember correctly, or at least the transcript in which you, he was essentially saying, all we need to do is find X amount of votes and then we can go ahead and win Georgia. And so the media was running with this and essentially saying that Donald Trump was, uh, I guess, forcing the hand of Governor Kemp to overturn the election so that they can win the 2020 election. And so they're going to try to get him, believe it or not, on election interference, essentially saying that Donald Trump was trying to steal the election, the 2020 election, away from President Joe Biden in a very interesting plot twist, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, major plot twist. Oh, Donald Trump, you want to come after us because we stole the election in 2020? Guess what? We're coming after you, buddy, for stealing, trying to steal the election in 2020 away from the rightful winner and the man who earned the most votes than any president in U.S. history at 81 million votes, Mr. President Joseph Biden. Interesting, right? Very interesting turn of events. It says that effort was based on false claims spread broadly by Trump and his allies that Biden only won as a result of widespread ballot fraud. Trump last week revealed that Smith had told his lawyers on Sunday that the former president was a criminal target of that investigation and had been offered a four day window to testify to the grand jury. Trump, who declined the offer, noted that such notifications are typically made before the recipient is indicted. On Wednesday, Trump said he would testify at any trial if he is indicted. Quote, we'll have fun on the stand with all of these people that say the presidential election wasn't rigged and stolen. Trump wrote on his social media site, quote, the trial of the century. Now, what I will say about this is um, there's a lot of people that have been waiting for this indictment because allegedly 
now Trump's lawyers can go ahead and enter for evidence, evidence um, that the election was stolen in 2020. And so you have a lot of QAnons, you have a lot of Anons saying, this is it. This is the grand finale. You've been watching a show. You've been sitting in your theater. Enjoy the popcorn. Grab your popcorn because now comes the final scene. Donald Trump will be indicted, which was his plan all along so that his team can finally submit into evidence that the 2020 election was rigged. And I mean, look, this was his own quote over on Trump. We will have fun on the stand with all of these people that say that the presidential election wasn't rigged and stolen. The trial of the century in big capital letters. Mm, interesting. Dad, I'm going to go ahead and ban you from the stream. Stop talking. You're confusing people. They think that you're me. This is why I told you you shouldn't have named me after you. Now I get all your mail and it comes into my house and then I have to hand it over to you because the mail can't tell the difference because you keep naming. Anyways. All right. <clears throat> it says um, only time will tell. It's it's very interesting. Um, at the very least, I am uh, maybe eager, I guess, to at least cover what's going to be happening with this indictment. Uh, it is being reported that he might be indicted as soon as today. This will, again, be his third indictment. And this has everything to do uh, with January 6th. Again, I believe this is what a lot of people are talking about. That they're going to try to get him on uh, it's sedition, I guess, trying to st uh, interfere in a U.S. election. And if they are able to charge them with that, then they are able to uh, use a 14th Amendment in which it states that anyone that has been charged with sedition, I believe it's sedition, uh, last time I checked, uh, that they're trying to get them for an election interference, that that person is not allowed to run uh, for government office, federal office. And so we'll see. We'll see. I, I believe and I've always said, you know, these are Democrats we're talking about. These are not weak spineless Republicans who do nothing all the time. Their solution to everything is nothing. Their solution to everything is do nothing. Their solution to everything is no, right? These are Democrats. These are people willing to seize power, hold on to power, and do anything by any means necessary to hold on to that power, um, regardless of what that may look like. So I, I wouldn't put it past them that they are able to successfully ensure that Donald Trump is not on the ballot in 2024. Um, again, these are Democrats. These are not spineless Republicans that do nothing and condemn their own because people walked inside of the Capitol saying like, oh, we're the party of law and order. Yeah, okay. How that's How is that working out for you there, buddy? Great stuff, huh? Enjoying the collapse of the West? Thanks. Ding, ding, bet. It says, on Thursday, a joint fundraising committee, Trump Save America, for the second day in a row, sent out an email citing his potential indictment. Quote, any moment now, Crooked Joe's corrupt Justice Department could yet again indict yours truly on federal charges despite being a totally innocent man, Trump says in the email. But that means that in just a few days' time, we have the opportunity to cement this moment in the history books as the moment the American people proved they would never bend the knee to the left's tin, tin pot dictatorship. Peter Carr, a spokesman for Smith, declined to comment on CNBC on Thursday. Lawyers for Trump and a spokesman for him did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Smith, in early June, obtained a grand jury indictment of Trump in Florida federal court on several dozen criminal counts related to his retention of classified government documents at his Mar-a-Lago club after he left office in early 2021. 
Trump has pleaded not guilty in that case, which is scheduled to go to trial next year. I believe it was like May 2024. He has accused Smith and the DOJ of charging him and investigating him in an effect to harm his chances of winning the 2024 Republican presidential nomination and defeating Joe Biden. This is breaking news. Check back here for updates. Um, oh, my gosh. Dad, am I really going to have to ban you? Stop putting the kids on it. My dad's here. I, I ran some errands for him this morning. He's literally like on the other side of this wall right here because that's the living room. Dad, stop putting the kids on the stream. Jesus. Señor Santísimo, you know? Oh, my gosh. Dad, you're distracting everybody in the comment section. Just watch the movie that I put on for you, Dad. You know, I, I sat my dad down. You know, I, I put on a movie for him. I, I left the window down. I left some food out. And this is the way you repay me, Father, by distracting people in my comment section. Thanks. I appreciate it. You know, thanks, Dad. Now, no one's paying attention to Trump's indictment. And now everyone wants to talk to Noah because apparently you handed him the phone and are letting my children talk to people in, in, in the comment section. Good. Thanks, Grandpapa. I appreciate it. Holy smokes. You can't you can't do you can't do things around this place, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Dad, make some breakfast for the kids. Go make pancakes. There's pancake mix on top of the refrigerator. Grab the milk. Make some pancakes for the kids. Make a giant breakfast for your grandchildren. All three of them. Come on. Oh, my goodness. Now he's trying to talk to me through the wall. I have my headphones on, Dad. I can't hear you. Make pancakes and eggs. There's eggs in there, too. If not, there's some in the garage refrigerator. Just cook eggs and pancakes, my guy. Put some cartoons on. Put some Pokemon on. You know, throw it back a little bit. Uh, anyways, big distraction there. Um, don't get fooled by the comment section. Don't let my dad be the the psyop, you know. Um, Donald Trump and look, man, I, and you know, and I told you guys this over and over again. I do believe that the Democrats are going to come expect things to get worse going into to the 2024 election. It's going to get worse. Um, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, you know, I think a lot of people have rightfully predicted this. A lot of people have been talking about this, how they're going to try everything. They're going to throw the kitchen sink at Donald Trump to make sure he's not on the ballot and make sure that he is not able to run again in 2024. Very might well be that we might have to write in President Trump's name on the ballot. It's going to get wild, ladies and gentlemen. If you thought things were bad, just wait till later. The shenanigans have only just begun. Breaking news out of Forbes, DOJ will not pursue campaign finance charges against Sam Bankman-Fried. Interesting. Hmm. Very interesting. It says the Justice Department will not pursue a campaign finance charge against Sam Bankman-Fried as part of an effort to adhere to the legal obligations of the FTX founder's extradition from the Bahamas. It says here, uh, this is not the first instance where the terms of Bankman-Fried's extradition treaty have impacted the charges brought against him. Last month, the DOJ informed Kaplan it was prepared to try Bankman-Fried on eight counts. Brought against the FTX founder in his original indictment in December last year, temporarily foregoing the five additional charges that were filed earlier this year under the terms of uh, 
earlier this year. Under the terms of Bankman Fried's extradition, any additional charges brought against him will need to be approved by the Bahamian government. I want to say Bohemian, but I think that's like that cult group, right? It says a court in the Bahamas has uh, blocked the country's government from approving the five additional charges, which include bank fraud, operating an unlicensed money transmitting business, and bribery until his attorneys have a chance to fight them. In May, Bankman Fried's attorneys asked the court to dismiss most criminal charges brought against them by federal prosecutors, arguing that they were dramatic and turned civil and regulatory issues into federal crimes. The FTX founders lawyers also blamed the company's dramatic collapse on the crypto winner of 2022. FTX, which was once valued at 32 billion, collapsed in November. Uh, last year after facing a liquidity crisis triggered by a sell-off of its own FTT tokens, late last month Kaplan denied Bankman Fried's request to dismiss the charges saying they are either moot or without merit. Now, why in the world would Sam Bankman Fried Charges be dismissed against him. Why would that? Why why would they drop all these charges against this man? Why does it seem like this guy is gonna get away with it? Hmm. I wonder if it has anything to do with this headline here. I don't know. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't have my conspiracy hat yet. We're still making them. We're working on the on the products as we speak. This is back in December 15, 2022. Sam Bankman Fried donated over 40 million in the 2022 election cycle. Well, where did it go? Hmm. Sam Bankman Fried, the founder and former CEO of cryptocurrency exchange FTX, made about 40 million in political donations in the 2022 election cycle. According to a CBS News review of Federal Elections Commission FEC campaign finance data, Bankman Fried was charged with a variety of financial crimes on Tuesday, including campaign finance violations and a scheme and artifice to defraud FTX customers by using their funds to pay off debts of his other company, Alameda Research. He is currently in jail in the Bahamas. What? What does it say right here? What does that say right there? Democratic donations? Mm. Public records, bank free showed money, it primarily went to support Democratic committees mm. and candidates. He donated $6 million to the House Majority PAC, the main outside group supporting House Democrats. He also gave $250,000 to the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee and 66500 to the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee. Mm, interesting. The bulk of his political donations, $27 million, bankrolled the Protect Our Future PAC, a group advocating for pandemic preparedness. The Protect Our Future PAC spent $24.2 million on independent expenditures, such as mailers and ads, to support 19 what? 19 what? 19 Democratic House candidates, including Representative Lucy McBath of Georgia and recently elected Representatives Maxwell Frost of Florida and Jasmine Crockett of Texas. Carrick Flynn, who unsuccessfully ran for Congress in the Oregon Democratic Party primary, saw $10 million in outside spending from the Protect 
our future PAC under federal campaign finance law. Candidates are supposed to have no say or knowledge of outside groups spending on independent expenditures to support or oppose them. Mm. Very interesting, huh? Very interesting. Um, Mr. James Benetta, morning, everyone. Sorry I'm late. I'll, uh, I'll, if y'all can say a quick prayer for me, been dealing with severe back pain. Absolutely, brother. You know, praying in the name of Christ that he gives you healing, that you're able to heal from that, uh, that you, you know, he deals specifically with a targeted region. Don't know if maybe it's a sign for you to slow down a bit, maybe take it easy, maybe not go so fast. I just dealt with back pains myself in the last couple of weeks, but definitely praying for your brother to be feeling better. I know what it's like. It can be very debilitating. It can be very um, demoralizing as well, especially if you're a man, if you know, you know, um, to have back pains and then having, but definitely praying for your brother, praying for healing in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, I will read this. Isn't it weird how it was like very, very um, specific when it came to the Democrats, how millions were spent? Well, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I'm not going to be biased here in my reporting. There's also Republican donations. Let's take a look at who benefited from Mr. Sam Bankman-Fried. Bankman-Fried said in an interview in late November that his donations to Republicans were roughly equal to those he made to Democrats, but that, quote, all my Republican donations were dark. Hmm. So there's details and discoveries on how much he donated to Democrats, tens of millions, tens and tens of millions, dozens of millions even. Those were perfectly been able to, okay, we know where it went because of FEC. And and, and, and he claims, oh, but don't worry, guys. I equally donated to Republicans. Unfortunately, I didn't necessarily leave a paper trail. Oh, man, you're just going to have to trust me that I equally donate to Republicans so you can say that I'm fair. It's not that I lean only one way, but sure, millions of dollars equally to both parties. I can't disclose to the way I deal for Democrats. You're just going to have to trust that I donate equal amounts to Republicans. Okay, sure. Not my words. He also said he made all these donations during the primary contest. Quote, reporters freak the F out if you donate to a Republican because they're all super liberal. Interesting. It says, I didn't want to have that fight, so I just made all the Republican ones dark, he said in the interview, adding he thought he may have been, quote, the second or third biggest GOP donor this cycle. Interesting. This quote in particular prompted an FSC complaint from the Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics, which says Bankman-Fried was able to direct millions to, quote, influence federal elections while evading federal laws that require disclosure of the true source of the contributions. One federal charge levied against Bankman-Fried alleges that he and allies made political donations under other people's names, which would be a campaign finance violation. Quote, West Realm Shire Services, listed as the official PAC for FTX, Gave $1 million to who? Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Senate Leadership Fund. Interesting. Senate Majority, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, you say? Hmm. As well as $750,000 to who? House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy's Congressional Leadership Fund. Hmm. I wonder... 
when people use the word uniparty, if this is what they mean. Interesting, huh? Interesting Republicans that were given money by this, what could be very much alleged as a money front operation. Interesting. And now this guy's getting away, huh? Interesting. The Speaker of the House benefited from him. Mitch McConnell benefited from him. Democrats all over the nation, uh, you know, both elected and people that didn't even win, benefited from this guy, huh? FTX, tens of millions, you say? Hmm. Quote, all of this dirty money was used in service of Bankman Fried's desire to buy bipartisan influence and impact the direction of public policy in Washington. U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, Damian Williams, said at a press conference Tuesday, quote, these contributions were disguised to look like they were coming from wealthy co-conspirators when, in fact, the contributions were funded by Alameda Research with stolen customer money. In addition, two individuals that work with Bankman Fried, co-CEO of FTX Digital, Marquis Ryan Salam, and FTX Director of Engineering, Nishat Singh, also made millions of dollars in political donations. Neither has yet been indicted on the same federal charges Bankman Fried has. And a court filing Wednesday suggests Salame may have provided tips about Bankman Fried's actions. Salami spent $24.5 million donations, primarily to Republican candidates through the party's Win Red platform. He gave $2.5 million to the Senate Leadership Fund and $2 million to the Congressional Leadership Fund. He also gave $89,200 uh, to the National Republican Congressional Committee and $109,000 to the National Senatorial Campaign Committee. Salam also donated $13 million to the American Dream Federal Action Hybrid PAC, which spent $12.2 million on independent expenditures to support Republican Senate and House candidates such as Republican Rep. Rodney Davis of Illinois and Senator-elect Katie Britt of Alabama. So it looks like there's a lot of red states benefiting from this guy, huh? I wonder why it's called the Uniparty, ladies and gentlemen. Very interesting, huh? Mm. Very, very interesting stuff. And now it seems like all these charges are being... And, and look, this is no surprise to the people that pay attention every single day. This is no surprise to the people that tune into my show every day. I add, this is no surprise to Alex Jones fans. This is no surprise to InfoWars fans. This is no surprise to the people that understand what the Uniparty is, the people that equally benefit from the same bankman freeds of the world that put up these shell companies uh, in a quick money grab, uh, make billions of dollars off of suckers, sorry, you know, or, or innocent customers, whichever you prefer. Not a big crypto fan myself. Not 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 big at all. Not big at all. I I, I don't buy into it. I don't buy into Bitcoin. I, I believe the people secretly in control of that stuff is the very same people giving St. Bankman Freed the pass for everything he did and his duty as a patriot to donate to both Republicans and Democrats, or as we like to call it, the Uniparty. Mm. Very, very interesting. And only time will tell, ladies and gentlemen, what's going to happen. But speaking of Senator Mitch McConnell, I shared this with you guys over on Telegram. Maybe not all of you have seen it. This happened yesterday. Benny Johnson, a panic 81-year-old Mitch McConnell, stops speaking, freezes dead, and has total – some of the phrasing by these people, man. You know what I mean? Freezes dead and has total mental health episode live on TV. Other senators gather around McConnell and speak to him like he's a brain-damaged nursing home patient. Age limits for Congress now. So this is what he had to say, and this is the video for you guys to see. This happened yesterday as they were giving a, a briefing, uh, a Senate briefing. So check this out. Cooperation and a string of uh, 
Look at the guy at the top left. Has no idea what's going on. Like, why are you just stop talking? And he's just looking. Doesn't even blink. What's going on? Okay, Mitch. Anything else you want to say? Or should I skip it? You want to say anything else to the press? Mm. This is why I said he waddles away. Because it looks like he's waddling. Very odd, huh? Very, very odd. Um, I saw this and I'm like, okay, I'm no doctor here, but it seems like he suffered from something. He just blankly stares into the abyss, not blinking, not talking. He's in the middle of the speech. He's 81 years old. And, uh, you know, this is a report um, uh, by uh, NBC News. Mitch McConnell escorted away from cameras after freezing during a news conference says here, Senate leader, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell suddenly stopped speaking during a weekly Republican leadership news conference Wednesday afternoon after appearing to freeze and then went silent and was walked away. McConnell, Republican out of Kentucky, had been making his opening remarks about an annual defense policy bill when he stopped talking. He was silent for 19 seconds. His Republican colleagues asked whether he was okay, and a top McConnell deputy, Senator John Barrasso of Wyoming, a physician, escorted McConnell, 81, away from the cameras and reporters. Uh, Senator John Ern uh, Ernst of Iowa made a hand gesture that initially appeared to resemble the sign of the cross. Her office later clarified, that's so weird because somebody said, like, I just saw a demon. Who said that? Oh, Brittany Hicks said, it's like he saw a demon. And that's so weird because... Senator Johnny Ernst of Iowa made a hand gesture that initially appeared to resemble the sign of the cross. That's so weird. Obviously not tied together, but it's weird that I'm reading that it appears somebody made that sign of the cross and then Brittany in the, over the comments says it's like he saw a demon. Interesting. Anyways, don't have the hats yet. I would put on the hat right now if I had it, you know. Her office later clarified that she was motioning for Senate Minority Whip John Thune of South Dakota. A few minutes later, McConnell quote, walk back to the or walk back to the news conference by himself, asked about his health. He said he was fine. Asked whether he is fully able to do his job. He said, yeah, asked about the episode and aide pointed to McConnell saying I'm fine. But the aide added that McConnell felt lightheaded and stepped away for a moment. He came back to handle Q&A, which, as everyone observed, was sharp. The aide said McConnell spoke to reporters briefly Wednesday night as he left the Capitol and said, quote, the president called to check on me. I told him I got sandbagged. He joked. A White House official and a spokesperson for the senator confirmed that President Joe Biden McConnell spoke by phone Wednesday. And this is um, uh, uh, Wall Street Silver. It says, maybe it's time for some new people. Mitch McConnell stops talking and has to be escorted away. Mitch McConnell, 81. Joe Biden, 80. Nancy Pelosi, 83. Maxine Waters, 84. Chuck Grassley, 89. Diane Feinstein, 90. Klaus Schwab, 85. George Soros, 92. Uh, two of those are not like the other. Um, and that's Klaus Schwab from the WEF and George Soros, uh, DNC mega donor, uh, communist, socialist, very bad Bolshevik communist. Um, but maybe, you know, it's time to revisit that idea. And then this is uh, uh, Graham Allen. Uh, it looks like this is like a different angle. And then this is. So this is him being walked away. 
But is there one where Mitch McConnell comes back? Okay. Oh, so this is Senator Mitch McConnell response to the incident today at the press conference where he froze up. The president called to check on me. I told him I got sandbagged. So this is apparently like moments later or later during the day. You see Mitch McConnell walking around. Take a look at this video. I don't know. I've never really paid attention to Mitch McConnell's gait. Like the way like gait is like a nursing term for like uh, essentially like his posture. How is he behaving? How is he walking? Right? Does he have a, a firm gait? Does he not have a firm gait? So it's essentially, I don't remember if it's an acronym or not, but I just remember gait kind of being like, okay, can they walk by themselves? Do they, do they walk hunched over? Do they not? I've never noticed, and forgive me for this, I've never noticed that he wobbles. Like he kind of like wobbles from one side to the other. Check this out. You see that? It's like he's like limping almost. Well, the president called to check on me. I told him I got sandbagged. Oh, nice. How are you feeling now, sir? Uh, How are you feeling now? I'm fine. Have you seen a doctor? Are you going to Any see a doctor? Any idea what happened? Huh? Any idea what happened? I'm fine. That's the Dehydrated? <laughs> so they ask him a question twice, and he has to say, huh, twice? I don't know, man. You know, I, I think it's time. You know, I think it's it's one of those things where um, clearly some of these people are not okay, and it should be worrisome to the American people that there are people in Congress, that there are people in Senate, there are people in highly elected office that are making the tough decisions day to day, decisions that will impact you, that will impact your families, that will impact your children, your children's children, and that it seems at least uh, that their cognitive dissonance is not all there freezing up, not being able to understand questions, not being able to hear questions. Those are important things to be able to have to do from your day to day. Um, it's worrisome. And to me, it doesn't matter if you're Democrat, doesn't matter if you are a Republican. It is very worrisome. It's, um, it's, you know, it's something that we've long talked about. I know that it was going into 2020. We were talking about term limits, you know, is, is should an elected official be able to serve after a specific age? Some people were saying that the retirement age for all people in office should be 65. Um, some people were saying it should be 75. After 75 years old, you shouldn't be able to serve in office. And here's what I will say. Is and, I, and I've talked about this before. I was listening to the RFK Jr. Uh, podcast with Joe Rogan. And one thing that I found very interesting, and if you haven't listened to that podcast, I strongly urge you to. It was very uh, insightful and it was very eye-opening. RFK Jr. was talking about how when he was born back in the 1950s, I believe, I want to say. Um, but when he was growing up in the 50s, that only 6% of children had acute or, or chronic uh, diseases. Uh, whether there were physical, mentally, cognitively, right? Today, however, you know, and he was kind of talking how there's a lot of diseases that you just simply won't see in the older generation. You won't see the older generation be autistic, be on the spectrum, have chronological neuro, neuro, neurodivergent diseases, so on and so forth, right? Have to be on medications for the rest of their life. Today, however, in 2023, the amount of children that have chronic diseases, whether it's neurological, cognitive, whatever the case might be, is about 54%. That's half the people being born today, going through their childhood today, will already be impaired forever. And I assume it can only get worse 
as they grow older. So we are essentially seeing, in essence, a dying breed of men and women that when they were growing up, it was uncommon to have chronological disease. Now, obviously, it doesn't matter if the percentage is 6% or 50%. Once you get older, you're clearly no longer a child. Once you get older, there's going to be things that now are an onset of problems. You can't be fallen. You can't be, you know, uh, your, your cognitive distance is not sharp anymore. Your reaction time is not there. Your strength is certainly failing. If you're not, you know, uh, eating well, if you're not dieting correctly, then it's going to impact your day-to-day -day decisions. It's going to impact the way uh, you think, your critical reasoning, your critical thinking even. If you're not taking care of yourself, which a lot of Americans, I would argue, not even just Americans, but globally speaking, uh, this is going to affect your day-to-day. -day. And clearly, there is something wrong with Mitch McConnell. Clearly, there is something wrong. Who are the other people that were listed? Joe Biden, president of the United States. Very important, right? Nancy Pelosi, we've seen it, where she has asked questions and, she's, and she says, good morning, Sunday morning, right? Many such cases. Maxine Waters, you know, Diane Feinstein, you've all seen the images. She's 90. You know, when, when they ask her simple questions, she's like, that never happened. What are you talking about? Like, no, no, you were there. And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then the staff has to come back and say, oh, she just didn't remember, you know, and covering up for them. What the heck is going on? And, and I do believe at the very least, and I think you can all agree, there needs to at least be like a cognitive sort of test for these aging senators and congressmen and presidents even. Now, they claim that there are, but let's be honest. Let's, let's be real. When Joe Biden, Biden's physician tells you he's all there, come on, bro. Who are you fooling? Not me. Not most common sense people. Come on, bro. Come on, man. Nobody believes this stuff. So there's got to be a way, man. There's got to be a way uh, to, to get this going. You know, um, and and it's important, man. It, it, all memes aside, all kidding aside, all you know, wh whatever you you know. Yes, we talk about this term limits aside. Something real needs to happen because it's just not okay. Now, I will also argue that Mr. Wall Street uh, Silver over here, there might be one name from this list that he's also missing. Granted, he's only listing people eighty and over, but let's face it, Donald Trump. How old is he? Seventy-seven. But the guy's got like the dragon energy. You know what I mean? This is what I mean. This is why I'm not entirely against it. Not just making a biased statement because Donald Trump is most likely going to win the, uh, the, the primary nominee for the Republican side and go back head to head with either Joe Biden or if Joe Biden, President Joe Biden steps down, Gavin Newsom or whoever else they, they plan on putting up there. Right. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. But I would argue Take a look at one of Trump's speeches and take a look at one of Biden's speeches. Even though they're maybe, what, three years apart, four years apart, there's really just no comparing. And you have to be an extremely hateful person 
very biased person to really look at a side-by-side comparison of former president Donald J. Trump at one of his recent rallies, sometimes doing two or three rallies a day, flying around. This guy's got the energy. It's insane. Yesterday, when I was doing the podcast in the evening, I was so tired from, I woke up early, five in the morning. I had to wake up earlier, going to my studio yesterday, did the live from my studio. Then we had to drive all the way to Orange County, a couple hours away, and then had a multi-hour business meeting. Then we had to drive all the way back. I had to scarf down a quick meal, the only meal that I had for the entire day. No, not the only meal. I forgot. I had a breakfast sandwich, a quick breakfast sandwich. Um, but um, it, and, and anyways, my second meal, I was starving. Anyways, I had sushi. And, um, and then I had to do another two-hour podcast. By that time, it's already 7.30 at night, 7 at night. Dude, I'm exhausted. I've been driving all day, whatever it is. I'm exhausted. As I'm speaking yesterday, yes, I brought the dragon energy too. But when I wasn't the one doing the talking, I started yawning toward the end because I was exhausted, man. And I'm 35. I can't think of a time that I've seen Donald Trump yawn. This guy's just full of energy. And again, that, of course, is my opinion. That is a, a little biased because Donald Trump does have that dragon energy. You have to be inept to look at a side by side of President Joe Biden and President Trump and be like, yeah, I don't have, there's nothing wrong here. Joe Biden can compete with this man. Come on, bro. Come on. Um, 5 a.m. is early to inform with Anthony, lol. Oh, I don't take naps either, though, Nicole. So, how about that? You take naps. I don't take naps. Once I'm up, I'm up, man. You know, and uh, anyways, um, what else do I have? Oh, I wanted to go back to the report because uh, I did like that they uh, talked about this. As just a few minutes later, McConnell walked back to the news conference by himself, asked about his health. He said he was fine, asked whether he is fully able to do his job. He said, yeah, asked about the episode and aid. I think I said all this, right? I told him I got. Yeah, I did read all this. Asked by reporters how he's feeling. McConnell said, I'm fine. He did not directly answer what happened earlier in the day or whether he saw a doctor. McConnell tripped and fell, and this is important to note. It says McConnell tripped and fell March 8th after an event for the Senate Leadership Fund, a Republican super PAC aligned with McConnell and GOP leadership at the Waldorf Astoria in Washington. He was hospitalized with a concussion and a minor rib fracture and was discharged March 13th before he entered rehab. He didn't return to the Senate, however, until mid-April, so almost like a month off, it seems. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Republican of California, told NBC News on Wednesday that he met with McConnell after the Senate GOP leadership news conference for a regularly scheduled meeting, quote, to catch up on both houses. He was good, McCarthy said. There was no concerns about his health in the meeting. McConnell has served in the Senate since 1985. He isn't up for re-election until the 2026 midterm election. The guy's got to hang in there, man. Regardless of what you and I think, it'd be very devastating if Mitch McConnell has to step down for health reasons. And, and those are the things, right? Those are like the things that we you, you have to think that far ahead. What would it mean if Republican Mitch McConnell were to step down due to his health? That is now an open seat. Granted, I believe it would go to another Republican, but mm, who knows? Who knows? Uh Nobody listen to Nicole. Stop interacting with Nicole. She's lying. Uh, she's talking about how her alarm goes off at 325. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Nobody listen to Nicole. She's she's lying. Um, she's fibbing. 
She is fibbing, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, next report. Disclosed TV, now UN chief claims, quote, the era of global warming has ended and the era of global boiling has arrived. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's no longer called global warming. It is now called global boiling. Now, I will admit it is hot as heck here in Southern California. It is hot as heck. I pay way too much in taxes for it to be Texas and Florida in California. I pay extra to not be Texas and Florida. I pay extra. What the heck is going on? It's been hot as heck. So it says here, now UN chief claims the era of global warming has ended. The era of global war war uh, boiling has arrived. This is him right here. This is Antonio Guterres, United Nations Secretary General. This is what he had to say. It is unequivocal. Humans are to blame. All these. The audio is low. It's not me. The volume is all the way up. I apologize. And for scientists, it is unequivocal. Humans are to blame. All this is entirely consistent with predictions and repeated warnings. The only surprise is the speed of the change. Climate change is here. It is terrifying, and it is just the beginning. The era of global warming has ended. The era, the era of global boiling has arrived. The air is unbreathable. The heat is unbearable. And the level of fossil fuel profits and climate inaction is unacceptable. Leaders must lead. Interesting. Um, yeah, Nicole says she wakes up at 325. Yeah, bro, I woke up at 235. How about that? How about that? Um, bro, get off. Okay, there it is. <clears throat> How are we feeling about this, ladies and gentlemen? How are we feeling about this? It says here, this is Barron's UN chief warns Earth in era of global boiling. And I've got some articles I want to share with you guys. It has been extremely hot. I'll be very honest with you guys. Um, what does that mean? I don't think it means anything. I think there will be times in the Earth's climate where it's going to be colder. And there's going to be times where it gets hotter. What can you do about it? I don't know. Adapt. Turn on your air conditioning. Yo no sé. Yo no sepa. UN Chief Antonio Guterres on Thursday pleaded for immediate radical action on climate change, saying that record-shattering July temperatures show Earth has passed from a warming phase into, quote, an era of global boiling. Speaking in New York, uh, the Secretary General described the intense heat across the Northern Hemisphere as a cruel summer. For the entire planet, it is a disaster, he said, noting that short of a mini ice age over the next days, July 2023 will shatter records across the board. And shattering records it is. I believe the hottest temperature ever recorded was actually just recorded this summer. And it was somewhere like in the Middle East at like 150 plus degrees. That's insane, man. It says uh, climate change is here. It is terrifying. And it is just the beginning. Oh, thank you so much, Mr. United Nations, for giving us a good soundbite that what's about to happen is only just the beginning. That's exactly what we want to hear ahead of, you know, Agenda 2030. Thank you so much, sir. It says the era of global warming has ended. The era of global boiling has arrived. 
The extreme impacts of climate change have been in line with scientists' predictions and repeated warnings, Guterres said, adding that the only surprise is the speed of the change. I guess things are going a lot faster than your initial plan, huh? And the face, or not the plan, I guess the predictions, the other P word. I apologize for getting those two confused. What I meant is they predicted this, not planned this. Silly me. In the face of tragic consequences, he repeated his call for swift and far-reaching action, taking aim once again at the fossil fuel sector. The air is unbreathable, the heat is unbearable, and the level of fossil fuel profits and climate inaction is unacceptable, said the former Portuguese prime minister. Leaders must lead, he said. No more hesitancy, no more excuses, no more waiting for others to move first. Ahead of the Climate Am Ambition Summit, he is set to host in September. Guterres called on developed countries to commit to achieving carbon neutrality as close to 2040 as possible and for emerging economies as close as possible to 2050. The quote, destruction, the destruction unleashed by humanity must not inspire despair, but action, he said, warning that to prevent the worst outcomes, humanity must turn a year of burning heat into a year of burning ambition. Very, very interesting. Um, this is actually a report. I shared this, I think, a couple days ago. Uh, Florida water, uh, this is Fox News, topped 100 degrees twice this week. May have set world record. This is a hot tub. Um, so let's let's jump into that article. So what he has to say, I, I shared this. Some people were saying that this is like normal for Florida. I'm going to be very honest with you guys. During the summertime, I don't want to jump into a hot tub. I don't want... 100 degree water i want to jump into the ocean if i'm going to if at all or i want to jump into the lake because it's cold not because it's scorching hot what in the f people were like coming at me like anthony this is normal for florida ew that's disgusting that's nasty i want to jump into the ocean to cool down oh my gosh it's 110 degrees outside let's jump into the normal 100 degree ocean i tell you man some people are weirdos fox news florida water topped 100 degrees twice this week may have set world record this is a hot tub the water in a jacuzzi is typically between 100 and 102 degrees Water temperatures in Florida exceeded 100 degrees for the second day in a row Monday, and some meteorologists have predicted this could potentially be the hottest seawater ever measured. Weather records for seawater temperature are unofficial. An initial reading on a buoy at a manatee hit 101, 100.1 degrees Monday evening, and the same buoy showed an online reading of 100.2 degrees on Sunday night. Sunday night? Bro, that's wild. According to National Weather Service meteorologist George Rizzuto, quote, it seems plausible, Rizzuto said, if that's the world's highest recorded sea surface, that is a potential record. This is a hot tub. I like my hot tub around 100 and 101. That was recorded yesterday, said Yale Climate Connections meteorologist Jeff Masters. The water in a jacuzzi is typically between 100 and 102 degrees. Rizzuto said nearby buoys measured in at 98, 99 degree range. Bro, what are you doing in the ocean if it's 99 degrees? Get out of there. A 2020 study listed uh, a, a 99.7 degree mark in Kuwait Bay in July 2020 as the world's highest recorded sea surface te temperature. Water temperatures have been in the upper 90s in the area for more than two weeks. Masters reiterated, we've never seen a record-breaking event like this before. 
never before seen. The Yale meteorologist and the University of Miami tropical meteorologist Brian McNoldy said the hot temperatures may not be accepted as a record because the area is shallow. Okay, very important context. Potentially disqualifying it from the top mark. Also, the seagrass in it may be influenced by warm land in the nearby Everglades National Park. McNoldy said the high temperatures are still amazing. The two consecutive days of 100-degree measurements get credits to the readings, McNoldy said. Just 26 miles away, scientists have said prolonged hot water surrounding Florida has resulted in devastating coral bleaching and even the death of the resilient reefs. Uh, Ian Noakes uh, led the coral program at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, Atlantic Oceanographic and Meteorological Laboratory, said he found bleaching at Chica Rocks in the Florida Keys. And I guess that's what it looks like. So there you have it. It looks nice and dark in this one. And I guess this one is like the bleaching of it, I guess. Um, and I know, again, that there was uh, some recordings and like some airboards. I, I forget which Middle Eastern one they recorded, like 150. Um, uh, Nicole says, how long have we been keeping weather records? Since 2.30 in the morning, Nicole. That's how long we've been keeping weather records, since 2.30 in the morning. Five minutes before you wake up. That's how long. Uh, I'm kidding, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, that is a good question. And again, context matters. That's why I like reading the articles for you guys. If it's shallow waters, arguably, I'm no scientist. I'm not part of NOAA. I'm not no Yale scholar, right? Um, uh, it, shallow waters, I would argue, it's easier for the water temperatures to get hotter because it's a, a small surface area compared to deep water. You know, if the buoy was, you know, half a mile away or whatever. Um, yeah, exactly. It's like a, like a kiddie pool, you know? So it would make sense, uh, I believe, because uh, the, the ground floor is right there, right? Uh, but again, context matters. I don't know. I don't know what's going to come of it. A lot of you already speculating. A lot of you saying like, oh, here here it comes. You know, here it comes. The people, I, I'm going to start calling those people that the here it comers, you know? I'm going to start calling them the here it comers. The people that are always saying anytime anything is reported, they hop online and they're like, oh, here it comes. I've been saying this for years already. It's going to come. And now here it comes. I'm going to call them the here it comers, the HICs, the Hicks, <gasps> the Hicks. I'm going to call them the Hicks, the here it comers, not the, not to be confused with the Hicks, H-I-C-K-S, uh, which I'm not sure if it's like a really bad slur for people in the South, uh, but we're going to call it the here it comers, the Hicks. Um, that's pretty funny. The way I just uh, <laughs> uh, reacted to that. All right. With that, we're going to jump into this uh, this last one here that I have for you guys. And this one is uh, this one's interesting. It's interesting. Um, former White House chef and Obama employee found dead at Martha's Vineyard Pond after falling while paddleboarding police say. It says a former White House chef who was working for the Obama family was found dead Monday in a pond on the south shore of Martha's Vineyard, according to the Massachusetts police. Tafari Campbell, 45, was employed by former President Obama and was visiting Martha's Vineyard at the time of his passing, according to a Monday news release from Massachusetts State's police. Campbell was reported missing early Sunday evening after going paddleboarding, police said. He went, quote, into the water, appeared to briefly struggle to stay on the surface and then submerge and did not resurface. An earlier state police news release said another paddleboarding on the pond with him at the time witnessed him go under the water, according to the release. 
Massachusetts environmental police officers recovered Campbell's body shortly after, before 10 a.m. Monday uh, from Edgartown, Great Pond, a police, police news release said. Police used a side scan sonar from a boat to locate him and divers from the department's underwater recovery unit recovered his body, which was about 100 feet from the shore at a depth of about eight feet. In a joint statement, a depth of eight feet. Am I reading this correctly? Police used a side scan sonar from a boat to locate him and divers from the department's underwater recovery unit recovered his body, which was about 100 feet from the shore. Okay, so here's a shore and you're about 100 feet out, right? Am I measuring this correct? From the shore at a depth of about eight feet. They found that at a depth of eight feet. I know pools that are deeper than that. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. In a joint statement emailed to CNN, Barack and Michelle Obama said they had first met Campbell when he worked as a sous chef at the White House. He continued to work for the couple after Obama's eight-year term. Tafari was a beloved part of our family, said the Obama's understatement. We first met him. Uh, when we first met him, he was a talented sous chef at the White House, creative and passionate about food and its ability to bring people together. In the years that followed, we got to know him as a warm, fun, extraordinary, fine, kind person who made all of our lives a little brighter. That's why when we were getting ready to leave the White House, we asked Tafari to stay with us, and he generously agreed. He's been part of our lives ever since, and our hearts are broken that he's gone, the statement continued. Today, we join everyone who knew and loved Tafari, especially his wife, Sharice, and their twin boys, Xavier and Savin, Savinin, in grieving the loss of a truly wonderful man. The Obamas were not at the residence at the time of the incident, according to police. The state police detective unit for the Cape and Islands Detective District and Edgartown Police are investigating Campbell's death, state police said. Both agencies referred CNN uh, to the district attorney's office for comment. The Cape and Islands District Attorney's Office did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Now, what's interesting about this is that, wait, did I just move my camera? No, I didn't. Okay, I hope I didn't. Let me see. No, okay, we're good. Just making sure. I think I accidentally kicked it. Immediately after this story went viral, of course, the Hicks came after him, right? The here it comes, the, the here it comers. Like, oh, I knew it. Here it comes. Like, we, we all knew this, you know, like Obama is implicated, whatever, right? And the conspiracies, of course, came out. A lot of people thinking that the second paddle border was Barack Obama himself, despite police saying that the Obamas were never there. It is weird that it seems that he has drowned or died in eight-foot water. And I got sent some tweets by people saying, and, and okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up for you guys real quick. Every single time someone dies that is tied to people we don't like. And I'm going to say this once, and, and, I, and I hope you listen closely. I was sent a Twitter 
that said by some Patriot 420 Patriot J soon with Q's for O's, right? And the tweet said something along the lines, isn't it odd that Obama's former chef and close friend has died just as there were reports? It's always, always some some anonymous source. So the tweet said something. Isn't it weird that Obama's chef has died when he was getting ready to write a book exposing the Obamas? All right, bro. Look, I love you guys. I, I really do. I really do love you guys. And I appreciate all of you. I, I really do. And I appreciate your support. But can we please stop this? Can we please stop with the, oh, interesting. Isn't it interesting that just as he was getting ready to expose some pedophile ring, this person dies? Not every single person that dies is about to expose a pedophile ring. Not every single person that dies, like, you know, look, man, I'm just going to say one thing. It appears the man drowned in eight foot water. One could argue maybe he wasn't a great swimmer. One could make that argument. Maybe it was just an accident. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I wasn't there. But can we please stop with those tweets from Patriot J Forever Free? Enjoy the show. These random anonymous accounts that are probably FBI feds. Nobody knows who these people are. Can we please stop with the, isn't it interesting? That he died just as he was about to expose. Every single person that dies was about to launch a documentary exposing Hollywood's pedophile ring. Every everyone in their grandma, everyone I I don't know the answer to is about to like. Can we stop? I remember this happened with like Hollywood actors. Uh, the guy Chester, what's his name from Lincoln Park, the singer? I don't know what his name is. Oh, isn't it weird that the singer from from Lincoln Park? Died right as he was working on a documentary. And then you had the famous singer Avicii. Remember him? He died. And they're like, oh, isn't it weird that he died as he was getting ready to work in a documentary? Why is it everyone that dies? They're all working on this documentary to expose a pedophile ring. Why is that? Why, why can't it be something else? Like we need a new conspiracy, you know? And I don't mean we by like me. I tell you guys, show me. Right, I don't believe these things. That's why I'm not part of QAnon. That's why I never believe these things. Show me. The only thing that requires my faith, undyingly, is my faith for Jesus Christ. That's it, man. That's the only person that deserves it. That's the only God that deserves it. That's it. He gets all my faith. Other than that, you're going to have to show me. Okay? Why is it everyone that dies? Why can't it be something else? Why can't it be like, oh... Um, the chef 
died because he served the Obamas a bad meal. Why can't it be that? Oh, the chef died because, like, what's a better conspiracy? Oh, because it turns out, you know what? I'd even like to hear, you. oh, uh, Obama's chef died because uh, it turns out that he discovered he was a reptilian. And he can transfer, there's that whole conspiracy, right? With people believing that there's like reptilian people, lizard people, and they can turn into human beings. And they think that some of the world's top elites are reptilians, right? Whatever. Why can't that be the conspiracy? Why is it that every single time people die that are closely connected to Obama's or Clinton's or whatever the case might be like, oh, you know, you know what my friend said? He said that he saw a tweet by Patriot J Forever Patriot Q's coming soon. JFK's son or, or JFK is not dead. Uh, Trump is the real president from that anonymous account that nobody knows who this person is um, and just puts wild, wild, insane stuff out on the Internet. You know what that guy said? This guy was getting ready to 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 write a book about the pedophile ring in the White House. Just stop, please. My brain hurts. Can we stop that already? Can we please stop that? Please. Can we please stop that? Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, it's like, come on, man. All these people are dying because they're all getting ready to work on some documentary. Come on, man. Come on, man. This is NBC News. Evidence-free conspiracy theories about the Obama chef get a boost on X, formerly known as Twitter. Since the social media platform X, newly renamed from Twitter, is hosting wild conspiracy theories without evidence, claiming that there was a foul play in the death of the Obama's personal chef on the Martha's Vineyard uh, pond. The platform has pulled back many of the rules it once had around misinformation under under owner Elon Musk, who acquired Twitter last year while vowing to make speech as free as possible. The Massachusetts State Police called the death of Safari Campbell, 45, an accident after drivers recovered his body Monday from Edgerton Pound, about 100 feet from shore. Former, But they don't mention the eight feet down, huh? They don't mention that it was only eight feet? That's interesting. Former President Barack Obama and his wife, Michelle, who owns a house there, were not home, police said in their statement. Right-wing figures cast out whether evidence on police statement and found a home for them from their views on the website X, the new name for Twitter after Musk rebranded it Sunday, a post in which Ian Miles Chong, an online pundit, asked followers what they thought really happened. Got 5.6 million views on X. A post from the X account Libs of TikTok noted that the pond is eight feet deep where Campbell was found and that he had posted swimming videos on Instagram. Facts other people said in replies indicated he was killed. That post has more than 14.5 million views. The influential right-wing account Cat Turd 2, Jesus Christ, bro, you know, with 1.8 million followers on X said he did not believe anything the government or the media said about the death. I won't believe a word of it. Cat Turd 2 wrote, why would they start telling the truth now? And apparently, do I have that? Yes, I do. So this is the libs of TikTok. And this is what they posted. Obama chef who drowned while waterboarding in an eight feet deep pond by Obama's home was a decent swimmer. This is from his Instagram. And apparently this is the Instagram of that chef. 
I would like to note he's wearing like those fins on his feet. He's not swimming that fast. And it says progress. I can only assume that it means progress toward his fitness goal because it says fit chef or progress in his swimming lessons. I don't know. Right there, you can clearly see that he's wearing those fins at his feet. Now, me being a professional swimmer, because I'm Mexican, it's in my DNA. Um, I will tell you right now, from both having had my kids take swimming lessons, because my wife used to work at like this uh, place where they did like swimming lessons, because of course she's Mexican. So it's, naturally, she's a professional swimmer. Um, she used to teach other kids that were not Mexican how to swim. And she's just like, hey, why don't you bring the kids, you know, when my kids are smaller, into the facility so I can start teaching them how to swim. And I'm like, we got Mexican kids. We don't need that. She's like, just bring them in anyway. I'm like, okay. Usually, when you are beginning, especially as an adult, but I've also seen it in kids, when you're beginning to swim, you use boosters in swimming, such like this. You use the fins on the sweet on the feet, and they even have like fins for your hands now. And sometimes they'll even give you a snorkel because when people uh, are not that good at swimming, they tend to panic underwater and they keep bringing up for air, right? Say whatever you want. Believe whatever you want. If you're in the comment section, you're like, Anthony, you are a stupid sheep. Of course, Patriot J forever free. JFK is really alive. Trump is actually secret president. I believe that guy more than I'll ever believe you, Anthony. That's fine with me. I'm not trying to argue here. But what I am saying is, I don't know if this video is proof that he was an excellent swimmer. You don't wear fins when you're an excellent swimmer. I was an excellent swimmer. I am an excellent swimmer. I can do that thing where you do laps. I can do the butterfly. I can do the thing where like, you do like the frog, right? I was in a swim team when I was in high school. I was number one in my division, of course. Why? Because I'm Mexican, right? I'm brown. It's inside of me. But um, the thing when I was talking about the laps is when you do laps, you breathe when you're coming out of your, like, uh, off the side. So if, you, if you're swimming, you know what I'm talking about. I did the whole thing where I shaved my body just to gain time, whatever. I did the thing with the cap. I was in my Speedos. Yes, believe it or not. I didn't wear, like, the little fruity one you know like the banana hammock speedo never did that i always did the short speedos yes you could still see right whatever anyways it was still tight to the body is what i meant to say um but yes i i competed in swimming this is not a professional swimmer i'm just saying And he's not swimming that fast. And then also, that's not how you swim. He's not breathing from his side. See? Okay, he's doing the backstroke. Very wrong form. Nope. Wrong form. I'm telling you right now, man. Take it from someone that was in swimming. This guy has no idea what he's doing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm debunking this right now in real time. This video has 15 million liars. And here I am, the only person that can debunk this lie. The only person. You're not swimming that fast. Right here, if you're not using your arms, you're not really practicing. He's wearing fins. 
and he's still not going that fast. Bro, put some fins on me, bro. I'm going to be the Mexican Aquaman. I'm just saying. You put some fins on me, I'm clearing that pool in seconds, milliseconds maybe. I don't know. Right here. Not good form. Not good form. You got to go all the way across, man. You know, like, look. When you're swimming, he's going like this. You got to go all the way up, man. Like, and your and your hands got to go like straight, bro. Okay, your hands got to go like straight. So you're like this. You got to go all the way like this, and you got to bring it all the way up, and you got to go like this, and you got to bring it all the way down, and then you push down on it. This guy doesn't have good form. I'm telling you right now. That's not how you swim. That's also not how you change into the backstroke. And you can see he's clearly gasping for air. One, two, nope, bad form. Nope, doesn't know how to swim. And he's got the fins on. Not the best video to show to try to prove that this guy knows how to swim or that he was an expert swimmer. I'm not saying that that's what it said. What did that thing say? It says, Obama chef was a decent swimmer. I'm sorry. Just based off this one video, again, that's not even a decent swimmer. If you have to train with fins on, on a pool that is four feet, mm -mm. no, sir. Sorry. No, sir. So this is DC Drano. It says the Obama chef drowning. I hate it when this happens. You click on it and then it takes forever. The Obama chef drowning situation gets stranger. According to the MV Commission website, the Edgerton Great Pound, where the Tafari drowned, has an average depth of three feet to 4.3 feet and a tidal range of 0.6 feet. But they say Tafari was found in eight foot water. Hmm. And it says here, Edgartown Great Pond. Check out our 2020 state of the pond report. Check out our 29th state of the pond report. Watershed. The 4,850-acre watershed is almost completely in Edgartown with a small area in West Hisbury. Pond. The pond has an area of 544 to 840 acres, a mean depth of 3 to 4.3 feet, and a tidal range of 0.6 feet. Hmm. See, now that is interesting information. Now, this says, check out the 2019 State of the Pond report. Check out the State of the 2020 State report. I know for a fact, and things could always change, right? There could be a reason why it's eight feet versus four feet, I guess. Um, one thing I can tell you is that here in the state of California, uh, this year, I believe it was this year, if I'm not mistaken, it rained more in California this year, in the first few months, then it stayed, then it rained in the state of Washington. And the state of Washington always has record rain. There's a lot of reasons why it could be eight feet. Irregardless, and again, I'm not trying to say there was nothing nefarious at play. I'm not trying to convince you one way or the other. I'm just telling you the facts. <laughs> Plot twist, he was a short man. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he was five feet too. Eight feet is a lot for a short king. Shouldn't be going out there like that, you know? But here's what I will say, and I'm going to end it here.
New York Post, Tafari Campbell's drowning parallels tragic death of Clinton chef. Hmm. Interesting. The tragic drowning death of former White House sous chef and the Obama family's personal trainer, uh, personal chef, Tafari Campbell, over the weekend is sadly similar to the premature demise of another White House kitchen veteran. Campbell's death comes just eight years after Walter Sheeb, who served as White House executive chef from 1994 to 2005, was found partially submerged in a ravine in the New Mexico mountains on June 21st, 2015. The 61-year-old sheep was first reported missing by his girlfriend on June 14th, one day after he failed to return from a hike near Ski Valley. Sheep died from drowning, an autopsy later revealed. The Culinary Institute of America graduate was appointed White House executive chef in 1994, after then First Lady Hillary Clinton was wowed by his pecan-crusted rack of lamb at a West Virginia resort, according to ABC. Sheeb eventually became known for refocusing the executive mansion's menu on American cuisine and seasonal ingredients. He remained in this position through President George W. Bush's first term in office. In 2005, he left to become a food consultant and speaker. In 2006, he co-authored the cookbook, White House Chef, 11 Years, Two Presidents, One Kitchen, and appeared on the Food Network's Iron Chef America. After his death in 2015, the Clintons praised Sheeb's quote, delicious and creative meals, as well as how he, quote, used his immense talents not only to represent the very best of American cuisine to visiting leaders, but to make a difference in people's lives through nonprofit work, ABC said at the time. Uh, former First Lady Laura Bush added that she was an astounding talent, so on and so forth. Now, interesting. Nicole, there's no such thing as irregardless. Actually, yes, there is. Just FYI, there is. And I'm going to prove it to you right now. Dictionary, irregardless. Adverb, non-standard, regardless. The photographer always says irregardless of how his subjects are feeling. Smile. And then let's see here. Is irregardless dramatically correct? Irregardless is seen as... Incorrect because it adds the prefix IR. Hold on. Which usually express negation direction means. Aha! Regardless of what you think, NPR, baby. Regardless of what you think, suck it, nerds. Irregardless is a word. Oh, oh. Maybe you should have woken up earlier to read this article. Merriam-Webster raised the hackles of stodgy grammarians last week when it affirmed the lexical veracity of irregardless. The word's definition when reading it would seem to be without, without regard. Irregardless is including in our dictionary because it has been in widespread and near constant use since 1795. How about you read a freaking book? The dictionary. I knew this already. I didn't even have to look this up. The dictionary staff wrote in a words of the week roundup on Friday. We do not make the English language. We merely record it. 
Merriam-Webster defines irregardless as non-standard, but meaning the same as regardless. Many people find irregardless to be a nonsensical word. Oh, I wonder who those many people might be. And I wonder if they're here with us right now. Interesting. As the IR prefix usually functions to indicate negation. However, in this case, it appears to function as an intensifier. Oh, guess who was right? We need those piggy banks. Anthony was right. Again, the dictionary writes, it's not a real word. I don't care what the dictionary says. Responds author Michelle Ray, also known as Nicole, apparently, who teaches English in Silver Spring, Maryland. You say regardless, regardless of the fact, she tells NPR's Morning Edition. Irregardless means not regardless. And that's not what you're trying to say at all. So why in what context? Anyways, this person's obviously crazy. Who cares? Let's skip over this. The brouhaha regarding the word seems to have started last week when a popular Twitter user took umbrage at Marion Woods' listing, decrying the death of the English language. But irregardless, was first included in Merriam-Webster's unabridged edition in 1934. Oh, so this is in form with Anthony, because you people are sheep. You believe anything. And here I am to teach you, you should be thankful that I take my Thursday mornings to educate you all. As Spokesperson tells NPR, other dictionaries, including Webster's New World College Dictionary, the American Heritage Dictionary of the English Language, and the Cambridge Dictionary, all recognize irregardless as a word. Aw, so sorry. Aw, Anthony's right. Aw, it's not new. Aw, I already knew this. What? The Charleston City Gazette of Charleston, Georgia, used it as early as 1795. You're going to tell me you know more than 1795? Don't think so. I don't know. According to Miriam Webster, but death and regardless of tenderest ties, resolved the good Betty at long to bereave. In 1859, the Baltimore Stone wrote that a man had endeavored to discharge his duty fearlessly, in this case, irregardless. Oh, there's that word again. Oh, wow. Interesting. Of those who may consider this discourse discourses to the plugs, it says people get upset. Diction people get upset about the dictionary. Yeah, they do, huh? Some people get upset about what the dictionary has been recording since a long time ago. Oh, so sorry. Oh, oh, what are you gonna do? Cry? You're gonna you're gonna shit and cry? Yeah, you're gonna cry because I was right. Yeah, people get upset about the dictionary because they think it is some sort of official document. He tells NPR, and it's not. It's just like soccer figures identifying words that people use and trying to find out. Well, how are they spelled? How are they pronounced? What meaning do they have? Where do they come from? All this stuff is regardless because I was right. Eh. Take that. Take that, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Enough with the nonsense. Obviously, you know, we're, we're kidding around here, guys. Love you, Nicole. Keep waking up at 235. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, make sure you read up on this because uh, this is history, ladies and gentlemen. The word irregardless has basically been around almost as long as America has been around. And that's also, isn't that like the most America thing ever? That the word irregardless has been documented for as long as like America. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like one more reason that, that like the worlds hate us, you know, or like the world's nations hate us. They're like, 
They're stupid Americans and they're irregardless. It's not a word. And they're like, you know what? We're making it a word. It's like we say water as opposed to what, you know, take that world. You guys suck, you know. Anyways. All right, guys. We'll dive into some conspiracy theories eventually when we get the hats about what really happened with Obama's chef. Apparently, Clinton's chef that also served George Bush was getting ready to work on some documentary exposing pedophilia in Hollywood. Apparently also, I don't know, maybe just maybe if the conspiracies are true, maybe just stop talking to people about how you're getting ready to work on some documentary that's going to get rid of pedophilia in Hollywood or whatever the case might be. Right. Just saying. All right, guys. With that, I'll le- I bid you guys adieu. Have a good rest of your Thursday. Obviously, we're joking around here, guys. Not listening to the comments. You guys are all wrong. I am right. I have the last word. Suck it, nerds. All right, guys. God bless you. I'll see you guys tomorrow. God willing, Friday, July 28th. I'll see you guys then. God bless, guys. <laughs>